episode 259. Thank you all for listening to episode 258. Buy me some peanuts and cactus, Jack. I am Mantis Toboggan, MD, here with my co-host. Can't make a PGA cut bear. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a rough week. I finally missed my first cut, too. Yeah, it's been a... Uh... It's been a rough week um, for the last about four weeks for me in, in, in golf, and that should be my sport, but ugh, not great. Yeah, man, it is what it is, but, you know, that's why we, we do what we do. We got it every week. We got the rest of the year to do this, so that's we right. got plenty of time. That's right. So while we wait for uh, Mr. Late himself, Cody, I'm a late bitch, <laughs> Bryant, uh, we'll just thank our sponsors. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook with Anderson Music. Give him a follow on the Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Visit Brandon, allworkclothing.com. He can help you with all your clothing needs. We've got NWO logo hoodies coming with OTL on it, of course. Looking forward to those. those I don't know when they're going to be here. I should follow up with him and find out. But if you want hoodies, if you want coats, if you want shirts, if you want polos, if you want flags, anything like that, he can help you out. Mention Over the Line Sports Podcast. He will hook you up with a deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. He serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Daytona Beach, Florida. Ah, oh, I love it. Daytona. It's a big week this week. We got the 500. We got qualifying on right now. Old Kyle Bush himself won the uh, won a race yesterday. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll, we'll continue on. Sean is doing a lot of plowing right now. There's a lot of snow been hitting up here in the old Toledo area. and He's been stop. His- Hasn't stopped. We got some more snow today. He's out there doing his work. He's getting the plowing done. Get in touch with him. 419-704-5471. And last but not least, thank you to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. You need to reach out to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. You don't want to be late to the party getting the ladies, getting the guys, getting whatever you like, because Connell Barrett won't discriminate against your sex. He will hook you up. If you need confidence at all, you make sure that you reach out to Connell Bear at datingtransformation.com. He will get you what you need. You'll be able to do that consultation online, whether that's Zoom, Microsoft Teams. Uh, you know, he could even do FaceTime. Anything to get you going there, not in person, but video chat, he will make happen. So you just got to get to datingtransformation.com. Make sure you reach out to Connell Barrett. Get yourself some of that confidence. And also be looking out for his book. Pre-orders are available the 15th. That would be this upcoming Monday on Amazon. Dating sucks, but you don't. Make sure you look it up and get yourself a pre-ordered copy. You'll see that book rolling out around mid-May. Like you said, man, Amazon at pre-order. It just started, it starts what, uh, the Monday? Yep, That's what you 15th. said, right? Yeah, yep, awesome. Sir. So day after uh, day after you don't have a date, that those those losers that aren't on this podcast don't have a date like Parrot himself. That's why he's not on the show. He doesn't want to promote what it's like. He'll be getting the book. He's got it on pre-order. He can't get it soon enough. He's not going to have a date this year, but we all do. He won't. But next year, you know what? He's going to have a date because he's going to read that book. You better. You don't want to keep dating his right hand. <laughs> or his left. He's left-handed. <laughs> Now, so usually the left would be uh, never, never mind, never mind. Yeah, it's uh, cheating. Right to be a blind date. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Joe, no, look, he's here himself, the warthog. So welcome. Or <laughs> the hedgehog. Yeah, no shit. Uh, old Sonic himself. The uh, well, thanks for joining Cody Bryant. So I guess we can get into uh, all the fun. 
that we've been missing out on. And I should just, uh, I don't even know, does it limit me? Ain't that about a bitch. It's all right. I'll add it to it anyway. So we can add five minutes to this. So we got to get into the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady himself and his, actually his defense, Todd Bowles, the MVP, uh, should be maybe the refs, depending on who you talk to. They play, you know, people are arguing about the refs. But, uh, I mean, they, they pretty much handed it to him. 31 to 9. It's the worst game Mahomes had in his career. Uh, he ran. I saw that stat. I don't know if you saw that. The, the defense made him run 500 yards in that game. Yep. My Insane. God. The, um, you know, it was a good game. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not, I, I don't want to say I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they like laid an egg out there. But that defense, man, that defense looked tough. And they came out there. They only blitzed, what did I see, four times? That's it. Mm-hmm. They just yep. always had the pressure on. And they shut down for the most part. Unlike the other game before, Tyree Killman shut him down. They were double yeah. up on him the entire time. I mean, they they ran, um, you know, they ran two safeties and uh, a, a two deep safety look the entire time, and, and Tyree couldn't get past him um, for whatever reason. You know, I would have figured after you know halftime they would have made the adjustment, realizing, hey, you know, Todd Bowles is playing two deep safety, and we can't get Tyreek past him. So maybe we try to run him underneath more, or maybe we try to run in the backfield. I'm surprised that Andy Reed didn't make those adjustments. Um, you know, he, he, he got out coached again, man. Um, everyone thought last year was his breakthrough and he was just going to go and rip through. And I mean, he absolutely got shut down by Todd Bowles. Oh, um, Insane. You know, yeah. Bruce, you know, uh, Bruce Arians, um, and his staff, you gotta, you gotta give him credit. And you think, you think his, uh, we know he got out coached, but do you think he had a lot on his mind with his dumbass kid, uh, during the, uh, week? yeah, that, that didn't help. I mean, that, that definitely, definitely didn't help, but the game plan you've had for two weeks, that's not going to change two or three days before the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't, I mean, yeah, it's a distraction, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't take away from the fact that, um, you know, they they came out and they they wanted to do literally the same exact thing they did week 12 or 13 whenever they played and it didn't work. And Tampa's the one that made the adjustment um, again. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and say Brady isn't the best or whatever. But I mean, again, look at his stats, man. He threw for like 220 yards. Yeah. Ronald Jones played well. Um, obviously, yeah, the defense stuck. You know, they played well um, now. <laughs> That first half he did pretty well. He was what sixteen for twenty, about one eighty. He didn't I have to do so. shit after that. Yeah, he like, didn't really and, do much after and, that. And you know, I got to give him credit. The defense, of course, got him into that opportunity. He looked good. Like those passes were tight, and he—I mean, he called out. We can get into uh, Tyron later, but uh, that was just nuts, man. I mean, he was—he looked good. But that's his game, man. The Super Bowl is his fucking time. But the defense yeah. is what won that shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, defense you got to think. gotten them through the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, oh, I agree completely. Ever, ever since they lost to Kansas City, they didn't lose another game after that. So they got, I, em- they, they got embarrassed. By, yeah, they got embarrassed by New Orleans. Um, I think they barely snuck by Atlanta or something like that. And then they lost to Kansas City. And, I mean, for the most part, got embarrassed. Obviously, they scored a couple garbage touchdowns in the second At half. The end. But – I mean, after that, they didn't lose a game. Did not right. lose a game. Um, That's what, 8-0? You know, yeah, you, you got to give credit where credit's due, and that coaching staff um, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and they just 
they just have it, you know, Byron left, which it took them, but they finally figured it out. And, you know, it, like you said, they, they just beat Todd, pretty much what happened there is Todd Bowles. Um, you know, he, he shut down Eric, uh, uh, BME is exactly what happened there. Um, he, he did what he needed to do. And when Mahomes, you know, and I felt bad because people were trying to like talk shit and blame this on Mahomes. Mahomes made every play possible and his receivers just went stone. Oh, dude. No, no dude, one did you see, did you see that fucking video? Yeah. See it a is. video of the people just making fun of it, like this is what it was like, and like Mahomes will get out of it, throw it, and it bounces off the fucking guy's helmet or just yeah. shit like that. I mean, he this dude's diving, flicking his wrist, throwing the ball thirty-five yards, about touching the ground, getting tripped up right into his tight end. The the dude, the most sure-handed dude on the team's hands, dropping it in the end zone. Like it was just, it was unbelievable. Um, his his offense did not help him out at all. His offensive line was injured. Obviously, they weren't. You know, they weren't there. So credit Tampa for playing, putting together the absolute perfect game plan for what they needed to do. And uh, Shaq Barrett and uh, Devin White, man, they and I got, I got to give a little bit of credit to Ndamukong Sue, too. He kept getting in there, but they were just it was constant pressure on Mahomes. And, and Mahomes, every time he finally got out of that or did something, uh, you know, his receivers didn't help him out. If his receivers made some catches, it would have been a much different game. But on the on the story of the refs, there were some bad calls in there. Um, there wasn't no any refs, no doubt in my mind. But they had it, one bad call. That was it. It wasn't the refs. No, it was the a, fact that a, no, I think we all will agree here. What, what was the bad call? Because that's a terrible take. What's the bad call? The one bad call. There was wasn't. one bad call, and it Which? was that um, that pass interference when it was incidental contact. If anything, uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, that should have yep. been. That was the only bad call, and they called it pass interference. And if anything, it could have been illegal contact or something. I mean, it's still a first down, but it wasn't a pass interference. It wasn't illegal contact. I mean, call. guys, the the rule the rule is if feet get tangled up, feet get tangled up. I mean, he didn't trip. Yeah, that was the that was the only bad call because their feet got tangled up. Besides that, they got pressure with four linemen. That that's the biggest thing. Todd Bowles figured out a way. And that defensive line figured out a way to get pressure with four linemen. When you can get pressure with four linemen, you're not going to lose a game, period. It don't matter who you're playing. Yeah. Jason no, Pierre-Paul, Dominican Sue, like all four of those guys were in that backfield damn near every snap. They went cover two on Tyreek Hill. When they started going underneath to uh, Kelsey, they went cover four. There wasn't a time – there wasn't a down – there weren't many downs where uh, Kelsey or Tyreek Hill weren't double teamed when they got out in um, when when they were running their routes. And when you're, it's a lot easier to do that when you got four guys rushing and getting to the quarterback. I mean, yeah, Ty Bowles coached his ass off. Him and Byron Leftwich, matter of fact. Yeah, they did. And to take Bowles. a forty-three, yeah, Byron Leftwich took a forty-three-year-old quarterback. And that basically played the playoffs like the last quarterback they had. Like Tom Brady looked like Jameis the majority of the playoffs. And they until won it the came Super Bowl. until it came to the Super Bowl. Right. And and he didn't and have then, to do shit in the second half. He did Tom Brady things in the first and then give Fournette the ball, feed that fucking man, and he had the best. I mean, the playoffs was completely different for Fournette than the regular season was. He played his fucking ass off in the playoffs. Yeah. He averaged almost six a yeah. carry. Insane. And then, you know, and the big thing was they all became a team 
and now they all want to be back together. Every single one of them wants to fucking be there. Well, yeah, why would you? victory. Yeah, yeah. So this that's is what the, happens. It's this funny. Is the what, first year they all got together too. Yeah, no shit. That's it's funny. Nuts. It's funny what winning does to you, and you get all these other greedy motherfuckers out there who just want to get paid. And you already got Mike Evans saying, and "These hey, guys all said, I'll take, I'll take." Yeah, Mike Evans already saying, "I'll take whatever salary cut you need to." Keep told this it team to together. Bruce. Yeah, told mm-hmm. it to Coach. He wants to keep everybody there. Which I mean, I, that'll be fine. They can go ahead and do that. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go one more year and then it, it you know, it breaks up after that. Because if, if Bowles has another year like he did, he'll get another head coaching job. Um, Jets are pissed. Jets already had another yeah. one. And the Jets are same, already no pissed. <laughs> same with left. Same with Leftwich. Oh, Neither yeah. one of them got an interview. How bullshit is that? Neither mm-hmm. one of them got an interview. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that they recycle head coaches in that league, Ty Bowles didn't get an interview. He won more games he did in two years than Adam Gates did. That whole time he was there, Gates was there. What three years? Gates could have been there. Gates could have been there two more years, and he still wouldn't have won as many of the bowls. Right. But they they pull him out of town because you know the Jets can't draft worth a damn. So right. and they're the Jets. Well, and I did like coach. Well, but to speak of that, I did like Ryan Clark's uh, take and then his tweet out. Thank Bruce Arians for showing the world that all three of your coordinators can be black. Your assistant head coach can be black. And you have two full-time women coaches and the, be the best team in the world. B.A., you're a trailblazer. Leadership doesn't have a look. Yeah. yeah Bruce Arians, he's already he's been doing that. Yeah. He did that he's in Arizona, too. Yep. All right. He did that in Arizona, too, and got to a Super Bowl. And he's the oldest motherfucker to win a Super Bowl. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's Aaron, yeah, I, I agree. Aaron's has always done that. He and that's the thing though. He don't see he just he just sees winners. That's all he cares about. I'm gonna find the best staff who's gonna win. Unlike unfortunately most of the other teams in the NFL. Um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a fact and Bruce Arians is gonna do that and he's he's uh he's that dude and he's gonna stay doing that as that dude. So like I said, there could be success there for Tampa going next year. I still think people will figure him out. Um, he still, you know, their defense as they did as they rolled, were their defense is is vulnerable to give that up. If they can't get pressure, that their their safeties and their corners aren't that great. But when you can get pressure with that front seven that they have, I mean, just as Cody said, that's going to win you pretty much every ball game. There's no doubt about that. So going into next year, like I said, it it, it should be good. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't think anybody saw coming what happened. I don't think anyone saw Tampa dominating. I think people no. could have off Tampa could have pulled it out late or a good close game. I don't think anybody predicted a Tampa Bay blowout. And if they did, they were drunk. Yeah, same thing. Like Ohio State blowing out Clemson. You know, <laughs> nobody yeah. saw that shit. And yeah, not um, at all. And something cra- the one thing I saw that I thought was crazy: first player in NFL history to win a Super Bowl in three different dec- decades, Brady. It's crazy. Another fucking crazy stat. Like just some of these things were nuts. And then um, one thing that, and, and the respect they all had, and the admiration they all had around, um, like Travis Kelsey. I had a feeling you'd figure it out. Congrats on seven. You know, it's just respect. And then, you know, Mahomes and him going back and forth, like Mahomes saying, you're a legend, congrats, man. And he said, you're a stud, bro. I mean, it's just all respect. They respect each other. Brady knows that fucking Mahomes is going to be the be the guy for years to come. But, I mean, we like we always talk about Herbert's coming up. 
see how he does when they get a team around him. And there's there's other guys that uh, that we'll see. But um, we did see. Go ahead. You gonna say something, Bear? No, I was agreeing with you. Um, the, the other thing there is like the NFL awards. I found this fun uh, based on recruiting and everything else. So the offensive rookie of the year was Herbert. In 2016, he was the number 659th national athlete, number 26 pro style quarterback going into college. By the way, this is recruiting into college. The defensive rookie of the year was Chase Young. He was number seven national, number two DN, so, you know, standard. Uh, Offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry. 2013, he was number 12 national player, number one athlete. Uh, Aaron Donald. Defensive player of the year, which, you know, I know a lot of people are like, eh, should he have got it or should somebody else? Um, he Who was else three. Don't get it? Everyone was saying TJ Watt. They were like, oh, oh, he had, he had, they said he had better st- – They, dude, go back through and look at the main stats, and that was the big thing. It was hilarious because they talked about the stats, and they're like, you're comparing an outside linebacker to an interior defensive tackle, and the stats are literally like – it was like four or five off of every single one. They're like, if Aaron Donald played every snap. Yeah, they said right. if Aaron Donald played outside or outside linebacker, they said he would absolutely just dominate the numbers that TJ Watt put up. Exactly. So Aaron Donald was 353rd national player, and he was number 30 defensive tackle going into college. And he went to mm-hmm. Pitt. Aaron Rodgers. 2003, number number 53rd national player, number two, Tom Brady, not applicable. <laughs> you know, so just fucking nuts. Shit like that is crazy. But, um, you know, congrats to him. Seven Super Bowls, uh, more than any team in NFL history. Uh, one guy has seven. The next team has six, which is New England, which – Every Super Bowl he won before, they only have a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. It's the yeah. reason they have Super Bowls. This, Steelers are the other team with six. Like I said, it's, I mean, you got to think. One dude has more Super Bowls than every franchise in the NFL. Which is insane. One dude. That's nuts. Unbelievable. I think yeah. the other one, who? What? I think Charles Haley has, what, five? Yeah, because he won with San Fran and Dallas. Fran. Yep. Yeah. And he was the most obviously four, but that's it's unbelievable. Wait, I think does he has four. I think it's four. Haley. Yeah, he has three with Dallas and oh, one with San Fran, and it was all in a row. He might have five. Who else would he have won with though? San Fran before. I think so. Because they won between so. Dallas's Super Bowls. Yeah, I think he went San Fran, Dallas, back to San Fran. But San Fran only won one in between of three Dallas Super Bowls. I'm going to check that out while we're talking. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw either on Twitter today. Tampa had their parade, and old Brady uh, was absolutely hammered. <laughs> Shocked. They, they were getting him off the boat, and Gronk, <laughs> Gronk was holding him up, <laughs> getting off the boat. <laughs> uh, he's a five-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Oh, he, he won. Niners from he won two with the Niners. Yep, before. two with the Niners before, then three with Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So he's got five. Is he not in the Hall of Fame? And then uh, Brady has seven. That's it. That's what's nuts. That's fuck. Charles yeah. Haley, he's got to be in the Hall. And the thing, there's only one other person that played as long as Tom Brady, though. 
Like Tom Brady's forty three years old. Okay. Twenty fifteen he was. Like nobody else has played that long, that consistent. Right. So yeah, twenty one years, <laughs> and twenty of them he's that been a consistent. starter, right? Or twenty one, yeah. And I mean, this year, what blew me away, a stat I saw, and granted, you know, stats are stats, but this is only the third time in his career he's thrown more than 40 touchdowns in the regular season. That's fucking nuts. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, his prime, I mean, the, the best years of his career, like, he didn't win a Super Bowl. That's the crazy part. Right. Like, I mean, it was, you know, an eight, nine-year stretch or whatever where Tom Brady was that dude. He's throwing 25, 30 touchdowns a year with less than 10 interceptions. That's big. And then, and, you know, yeah, and then when and he then won he in 2019, win. his best fucking wide receiver is a fucking quarterback from Kent State. Like, yeah, that's, that's just what I mean. Like, he was still doing that shit. Yeah. Or his running back was doing stand up comedy the season yeah. before he signed. <laughs> he got signed. <laughs> you know, like, that's easily the best running back he's ever had. Ah, uh, that's just fucking nuts. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We got, we got a a long off season ahead. It was good. It was, it was fine. You know, lowest ratings since uh, it's been a while. Like lowest ratings under a hundred million. I think it's the ninety-seven million. Low ratings um, is what I think lowest one since Colts Bears. The last time it was that low. So, which doesn't make any sense. So. But, you know, again, the, the national championship this year was lower than the fucking previous round, and that was the lowest national championship game in Ohio State, Alabama. It's got to be – it's something else, you know. Who knows how they – like you said, with all the streaming platforms and everything now, I mean, yeah. And I'm Nielsen, sure. I'm like, there's got to be some bullshit here. It's got to yeah, be sure. fucking more. They're missing something. No, that's uh, I'm sure the there's – panorama going on right now too. Yeah, this is true. And you got to think, too, the majority of people that actually watch the Super Bowl, I mean, you got to think, the, the extra people that watch a Super Bowl, they're for what? The commercials and the halftime show. And now it's to the point where, you know, they're showing commercials on YouTube and everywhere yeah. else before the Super Bowl even happens. And right. then and then you and have... I didn't... Uh, and I didn't win that million, show. by the way. I didn't guess the right oh. number of bottles in that Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> well, I didn't even know about that. What are you talking about? The one commercial that Cena was in, they put a thing out there like on Twitter, and that's where I noticed it. If you guess the right number of bottles in the commercial, the first one to do it, you may win a million dollars. So I tweeted it right away. I didn't. I just threw out a fucking number. I put out 2,721. That's the date of the Super Bowl. So I was like, it's got to be something stupid like that, maybe. So I didn't win. I'm still here. No million dollars in my bank um, <laughs> is what it is. Fuck it. So as we uh, as we move on, and of course I don't fucking have it up yet. We got golf this past week. Bear, who what what happened in golf? Um, yeah, that was actually pretty awesome. Um, being on before the Super Bowl it's Sunday, or Saturday into Sunday, man was just absolutely nuts. Um, so Saturday for the tournament, Spieth ended up shooting I think sixty four or something like that. Um, had just an absolutely awesome tournament um, until Sunday when he shot like four over. Um, but uh, Brooks Kepka man came from nowhere on Sunday and, and came back and ended up winning this tournament, which was absolutely awesome. I mean, he was making, there were just guys making shot after shot and 
you know, being going from 16, which, and there were some fans there. I think they said there was only 5,000 a day that could be there. So it was pretty cool to have at least some fans. Right. But going from 16, um, the par three, you know, short par three that they still had a little bit of cheering on. And then even off to 17, the drivable par three or the drivable par five or four, excuse me. Um, you know, there was just so much drama. Brooks on 17 was down by one, I think. And um, he drove it just right of the green, ended up chipping it in for Eagle um, and going on to win. I think he ended up birding 18 as well, and he ended up winning by one. But, yeah, it was, it was absolutely awesome tournament. Um, I couldn't I couldn't keep my eyes off it there for about the last hour. That was, I think, the, the most golf I've watched all year so far up to that point. But now with football over, um, I'll be able to be able to watch some more and, and get some more. And, but yeah, it was an absolutely awesome tournament. So Brooks is back. Um, that surgery isn't affecting him anymore. So good for him. And that's nice to see him back. And they got these guys, you know, they got these big guys rolling again, right, right about time for, uh, <laughs> right about time for all the majors coming down the pipe here. And then, so this week they well, are before, before you go into that, hold on. Yeah, I sorry. just wanted to say three of us missed cuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dub and, and me and you. Uh, I had Chris Kurt, Ricky Fowler, Daniel Berger all missed the cut. Cody Bryant, though, Hideki Matsuyama, 42nd, and old fucking parrot himself with the 13 again. So when he picks, he's in the top 16. When he doesn't pick, he gets a missed cut. So he's still in the, he's in the lead, uh, 29.6 average. I'm next, 41. Bear, 56.4. Dove, 58.6. Cody Bryant, 59.6. So, Parrot uh, is probably working, but I'll have his pick in before tomorrow, so not worried about that. And uh, I guess I would be next. So my my pick – well, I'll let you talk about the course. I apologize. And then I'll give my pick. Yeah. Um, so this week they're uh, at the Pebble Beach – AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So they play three courses, Pebble Beach, Monterey, and Spyglass. Um, to my knowledge, there will be celebrities there playing like there usually are. So they're always paired up, but obviously the golfers, um, still play their own score, but I think I'm pretty sure I saw that there will be celebrities there playing as well. So pretty cool. Um, you know, this is always a fun tournament. It's usually just at this time, the week after the Super Bowl, give you something to watch, get you some celebrities on TV, get you, um, uh, some good golf. Dustin Johnson did. Um, withdraw early from this tournament um, did not state what it was whether it was COVID or injury cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. Um, too much sex with Paulina I don't know what it is but he is not playing this week so don't pick him um, unless it's Parrot he can certainly pick him and waste dust <laughs> and I won't care so <laughs> he said should be should be a pretty good tournament um you know very interesting always a good one but being able to play three three courses but always seeing pebble is one of the most um one of the prettiest courses that you can watch a lot of great scenery there in southern california oh yeah so this week uh i'm, I'm gonna take a guy who's been playing very well uh he's in, in the last and has been in the last four tournaments is last five tournaments is 52nd and he uh his first uh, actual tournament was was here years ago uh but will zella torres young guy not many people know of him i know you do bear but um many he's people do well. not yeah he's, he's a playing tall, very well. tall skinny fucker yeah six two about buck 50 if he's uh, lucky you know buck 50 dance, yeah he's, if gotta, he's soaking wet he, he's got to dance to get wet in the shower you know yeah. it's uh it's gotta just run around. right so he's playing very well 
uh, 17th last week, seventh the week before. He finished fifth at the Shriners Hospital uh, for Children Open. Uh, again, playing very well. Worst, worst run he had was a 73 in the last five tournaments. So you think about that. That is, he's made the cut every time. That's 20 rounds. His worst round is a 73. Playing pretty damn well. Yep, that's that's a great pick. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Streelman this week, so I probably just jinxed him, but he has three straight times. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty positive that he should miss the cut now this week. But, I mean, this dude's a lock for a top 10 here the last three years, and I even think four years ago he was top 20. So, um, it's just, so he'll probably be in the top 10 and after we withdraw with a broken back or some shit. <laughs> yeah. He'll, uh, yeah, he'll, I mean, he knows this course. He's played this course well. Um, so hopefully he can uh, get me off the freaking schneid here and uh, can, can get a non-missed cut for once. The, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. Cody Bryant, what do you got? Uh, Jason Day. All right. All right. Also has good history at this course. I think he's been in the top 10 the last three years as well. Hey, well, um, fuck stick. You picked Jason Day two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> well, shit. You can't redeem yourself this time. Oh, well. And he's made four picks this year and tried to pick Jason Day again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patrick Cantley. All right. That's a good pick. Yeah. I think he's a favorite this week. Yeah, with DJ uh, withdrawing, he's the new favorite this week. Not surprised. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I've already used all our overtime time, but that's okay. We still got stuff to do. NASCAR qualifying is on right now. Kyle Busch won the chase last night because Chase Elliott Flash. and Ryan or the yeah, thank you. The class, what did I say? The chase. The chase. Yeah, Ryan Blaney. Chase. Yeah. chase and chase and chasing. Yeah, Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott got into it in the clash in the last turn. They raced on the road course at Daytona, and uh, Kyle Busch ended up just driving by and basically a drag race to the finish and won the clash. And uh, and right now we've got the 500 qualifying is on. There's still several guys to go, but uh, Byron right now is on the pole and Bubba Wallace is second. Remember, the guys that finished one and two are the only ones that are – in those starting spots for the Daytona 500. And then they start obviously first in each of the duels. And uh, then the, the lineup is set by the duels. So we got a nice surprise next week. Um, we're going to be, I know this week, we haven't talked much about it yet, but we're going to cover Buster Douglas uh, this week. Next week is the, the day of the show is the 20th anniversary of the death of Dale Earnhardt. We're going to cover Dale Earnhardt next week and cover what happened in the 500. So we're looking forward to that. Tune into that. Um, but this week, again, Daytona 500, beautiful weekend. It's the, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. You've got new teams in there, uh, new guys, guys in new rides. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be fun. More guys are involved. Sponsors are and, – and I hope viewership goes up. NASCAR, that's funny. All the viewership went down in all these sports but NASCAR. So uh, – and that's good for NASCAR because they were losing viewers for years. So the fact that they're able to keep them back with no Earnhardt name, no Gordon – We'll see how they do without a Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I mean, your most popular guy is Chase Elliott, and your biggest quote-unquote villain is Kyle Busch. So we'll see what happens. A lot of shit going on, a lot of new ownership. Jordan's in there uh, with his team, him and Denny Hamlin's team with Bubba Wallace driving the 23. Looking forward to it. It'll be fun. So we got to get to our 500 picks. Uh, Barry, I believe you won the NASCAR championship last year for us, right? Yes, you did. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. 
So you are defending champ. So I guess uh, who are you going to pick for the 500? Remember, one guy. You get one guy in through what? The first 26 races, and then we reset. Yeah, um, okay. and it's it's a good. I mean, you know, this year you got some some young guys coming in from Xfinity, um, the Cindricks of the world, the Chase Briscoes of the world. So that'll be pretty cool for this race. Ross Chastain has a real ride. Chastain you know, I like Ross yeah. Chastain, and Chastain like we said, we'll see how he ride. does. Yep, um, and I know I'll get into our, our picks here shortly and all that. But, um, yeah, this week, so I, so last year, I think I started with Bowman, and I was honestly, I've been going back and forth on that one all day. Um, I shouldn't say all day, but for, like, you know, I've been thinking about it. Like, who do I want to pick? You know, who do I want to start off the season with? And last year I started with Bowman because I was thinking this is going to be his year. Like, I just, I don't know why I felt Bowman was my sleeper. So this year, I'm not going to do that. Um, this year I'm going to go ahead and go with, um, pretty much someone who I would not use normally. I'm going to try a different strategy and not try to pick a big name for Daytona or for any of these super speedways. There's a lot of races this year, um, road courses, and there's only like two or three good road course drivers, right? So you got to use Chase Elliott on a road course at some point. Oh, by the way, next week. (laughs) So Daytona. do you want to use Chase Saturday? What do you want to do? So this week, again, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go more of a guy who, uh, who for whatever reason, and, you know, kind of is in the back of the pack, but that's what you want to do when, you know, you're racing at these sort of things. You, you let the big ones happen, you race around it. I almost won $600 on this dude last year, I think, at Talladega. Um, I'm going with Ty Dillon. I knew it right when you said you saw me typing it. I'm going to start off with Ty Dillon this year, man. I, I think that uh, he can get a top 10 out of this race. He's just got to avoid the big one, and I think he will. Who's he driving for? Because I know he drove the 23 in the clash yesterday since Bubba Wallace uh, wasn't able to. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, if he was – I figure he was – I don't think he moved teams. Because I know he jumped, I into, he jumped into the 23 yesterday for the clash. But I don't know who he's driving for. Um, well, it could be the yeah, same. It's, it's still Jermaine Racing. He's still, okay. the, still the number 13 in his own car. So, yeah, he still will be was racing. Was he in the 13 last year? Yep, he was in huh. the 13 uh, Geico car, I'm pretty sure. All right, well, I'm going with the same guy I picked last year. He finished second two years ago. He finished 38th for me last year. Driving the 23, big thing, big thing for NASCAR. Coming off the hot, hot he, – he races well here. He races well on the super speedways. I'm going with Bubba Wallace. Going to be the driver. He is the driver of the 23. Maybe come out, give Jordan his first win in his first race in NASCAR. Jordan's a winner. What better way to start off in the biggest race of the year than winning the Daytona 500? See, uh, see that old MJ in victory lane at NASCAR in his first fucking race. That'd be sweet. <laughs> so give me Bubba Wallace. Cody. Uh, Eric Almarola. That's a great fucking pick. Yeah, he's definitely a sleeper. Double A. Woo! Arne, double Arne, Arne, Arne double. Anderson for Cody. <laughs> Arne Anderson for Cody. <laughs> A-R-I-C. A-L-M-I-R-O-L-A. Eric Amarola going to give a spine buster to the field this week. I love it. Uh, and and the big thing is we got to now something you probably guys didn't prepare for. Bear, we got to give our top four. Who's going to be in the chase and who's winning the cup? I'm always prepared. Okay. Um, so right, you can work first, backwards if you want. 
first, um, as I'm going to say, I, I think that Bubba will be the sleeper this year. And I think he's going to sneak into the playoffs. Um, it won't be top, but I think he's going to get in there. Um, I like that the 14th or 15th spot this year. Um, I, 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 I was actually talking to a guy at work about that and he said the same thing. He's, he's a Logano fan, but he's like, I don't know what it is. He goes, I just think Bubba's just going to have a good year and he's going to make the playoffs. I was like, I agree with you. I think you're right. I think this will be big for his career. And if he sneaks into the playoffs this year, you know, it'll be, it should be a good career for him going forward. Let's see. Um, so top four, I'll go from four up. So I'm going to go with, um, let's see, we'll do, we'll do Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin working, racing for, uh, racing for, um, you know, Jordan this year, give him good cars. Toyotas have been a hot car lately. So no, well, Denny is still racing for JGR though. He's not with, I thought he was with uh, Jordan. He owns the team with Jordan. He owns it with Jordan. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but they're still Toyota, right? They're both Toyota. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. gotcha. That's cool. That's fine. I, I'm still cool with that. Um, I'm gonna go with. I think I think Kyle will get in this year. I think after last year's a letdown, but I'm gonna give him the third spot there. I don't I don't quite think that um you know he'll win a championship this year, but I think he'll be back in there. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with. Oh, man, this is a tough one. I'm back and forth. I really don't think Chase is going to win back-to-back, um, but the other <laughs> the other half of me is saying he will. So I'm going to go – I'm going to be out there. I'm going to go I, – I like to go out on a limb. So give me Chase Elliott here as a two-spot. All right. And and then the other one, um, you know, who I think I, – I thought was going to be up there. Nope, you're wrong. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be another another new young gun this year. I think Ryan Blaney is going to is going to nice. win this year. I like that. He was he was close last year and had some bad luck late. Um, and I hate it because I want to see I want to see Harvick in there. But I did this last year and Harvick made it up there. So yeah. I'm, well, I'm so doing cool. a little reverse on myself here. So Chase Elliott, I've got fourth. Defending okay. champs going to finish fourth. He's going to wreck out in the last race of the year. Third. Alex Bowman. I don't know why, but, and I have him as a sleeper to potentially win. So actually I'm going to slide him up. Uh, I'm going to actually slide him up to two and I'm going to bring my guy down. Kyle Bush is going to finish third. I agree with you on third. My winner coming back. I, I something, I got a feeling, man, I'm taking Kyle Larson to win the title. <laughs> Another Hendrick car. He just qualified 10th. Yeah, three Hendrick cars. Three, I know that was a hard part. Three Hendrick cars. I'm like, man, but, a lot of young guys. Very easy to do. Bowman's moving over to the 48, taking I, over for Jimmy. That's I think huge. Bowman Bowman was tough not to put him. I, I, I wanted to put him in there over Hamlin. I just I just think Hamlin's going to do the same thing he did last year, win six, seven, eight races. Just He's just going to be there. And, and, and the guy, my sleeper, like you said, Bubba Wallace, my sleeper for a top five, wouldn't be shocked if he made the top four, Amarola. You mentioned Amarola, tough driver. And I, I'm really, I'm really riding. Like I said, my, I'm thinking Larson Bowman one, two, um, really because Hendrick, man, he's got all the young cats. Now it's all young guys, you know, yeah. the, and the guy that's at the bottom of the barrel, unfortunately, Kyle Larson has the most to prove. Chase Elliott's trying to be, you know, stay on top. And as we know, getting to the top is tough. Staying on top is the harder thing to do. Yeah. And Bowman, he is a, he's moved to that 48. Like we mentioned, that's huge. 
And then the, your, your other guy out, William Byron. I mean, right now he's on the pole and uh, William Byron is, he's on the pole for the 500. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, Al Marola just, he disqualified second, by the way, Cody, he could still get beat, you know, which means it, it's all, he's got to stay in the top two to be on the top two to start. So Al Marola, man, he's my sleeper. Cody Bryant. Uh, let's see. Number four, I'm actually going with Eric Almarola. Number like four, it. Blaney at three, Bowman at two. I like it. And Joey Logano taking it all. Oh God, damn it! We fuck. He's well. Oh, Cody is the villain of the fucking show. So. God. <laughs> Joey Logano. Yeah, see, we're hoping for a Bowman and Blaney. What's going to happen is Bowman and Blaney are going to get there and Cody's going to win the fucking title. My hate for Logano runs about as deep as Dub's hate for Kyle Bush. Oh, and my, yeah. And Logano. I hope I so. Hate, no, I hate Logano. This and, year. And, I'm, and I'm with you. I hate Logano as much as you do, as much as uh, our buddy hates Kyle Bush. And, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be interesting. A lot going on. Uh, Alex Bowman, by the way, William Byron's on the pole. Al- Alex Bowman, I'm watching the. They're showing the. Uh, are you watching qualifying by chance? I'm not. No. So I they're showing. Not. They're showing the distance on the track. You know where yeah. where Byron would be. He is three car lengths ahead of him. Oof. <laughs> like Bowman is. He is flying mm. in the 48. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's four car lengths ahead, and he's coming around to to take the what would be the checker, like five car lengths. Dude, that's how much faster he is than the guy that's on the fucking pole. Like, that is nuts. But, again, that's those Hendrick cars. Again, Chase is ninth right now. Kyle Larson's 13th. So, we'll see how it goes in the uh, – how they race in the the old the old uh, duels, though. The duels are what, tomorrow – or tonight when people listen to the show. Yeah. So, we'll yep. see what happens. Um, all right. So, done with NASCAR. Always a good time. Uh you you want to so I know I, I saw that you had put a tweet out what what happened this past I did not get to watch UFC what happened with Overeem he just got his ass handed to him <laughs> oh yeah Overeem every time every time I get confidence back in Overeem he gets knocked out um, and he this dude um, I, I wish I could pronounce his name Oloveshkik whatever the Russian right, he yeah. absolutely just embarrassed Overeem I mean. He was throwing just these dirty straight jabs that were connecting. He busted up his face so bad. I mean, Overeem looked Overeem looked like he got jumped by three dudes. Like his face was so bloody. This dude absolutely just just destroyed him. Um, and you know he out he outpointed him right off the bat and got Overeem into one of those just backing up. And then once he started backing up, it was over. He popped Overeem with a good one um, and kind of dropped him. And Overeem got back up, got back into it, and then he hit him with like three more his face was so bloody and then by the time he got his last big right in Overeem's on the ground and he just started pummeling him and they stopped it so um it was a hell of a fight I mean it was really good I enjoyed it um I I usually enjoy watching Overeem get his ass whipped but this time I think it was better than better than not um it was a good card it was pretty much a good card all around um I actually got ESPN plus and I haven't been I haven't watched UFC religiously and oof I don't know, four or five years probably. Yeah, I, maybe. Um, I'm trying to. I'm getting back into it a little bit. Uh, same. Uh, you know, I was never in, into a big and 
I was never into it big until, you know, like GSP or the Lesners were fighting. No, but now getting into it more, too. I know Usman's fighting this week, uh, a fight that was supposed to happen, what, this whole past year. And each yeah. guy has pulled out a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, so see what happens. Uh, and that's 258. And then UFC 259, that's still the one I'm thinking of that I'm looking forward to, Adesanya and Jan on March 6th. And then March 27th, we got the big one now. Ngannou and uh, Stipe, the rematch. So that's going to yeah. be a good one, too. The next few cards are going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, yes. But yeah, this Usman and Burns fight is going to be is going to be awesome. Um, I expect Usman to probably knock him out. I think he'll finish the fight, whether it be knockout or submission. But I think it'll happen. Um, Kelvin Gastelum is fighting on the card. Um, he's at middleweight again, which I'm happy, and he stopped going to 170. So I'm happy he's fighting at middleweight, which is his weight that he can hit. Um, I just. He every time he cut for 170, it just seemed like he was always overweight. So I like seeing him fight at 180. It's it's a healthy 180. Um, Bobby Green, Jim Miller's on the card. You know, I I expect Bobby Green to to take care of Jim Miller in this one. And then uh, Macy Barber and Alexa Grasso. I don't know either of these, legs, so I'll be interested to see. Uh, you know, interested to watch that if I end up buying this fight. We'll see. Um, and then the other one is uh, Maki Piloto and uh, Julian Mar- Marquez, which, again, don't know either of those either. Getting right back, you know, getting into it again. So I'm going to gonna be learning a little bit more about UFC here again, but I'm going to try to try to keep uh, try to keep up with it this year and, and buy some more cards here with the ESPN Plus. Yep, same. Usually I buy whole uh, Brandon and the shift from the grownups. So as things happen, uh, you might have to join us as well if you're out and just, uh, cause we just buy them anyway. So save some people some money sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we're going to shorten our, our moments in time here. So Cody, I'll give you two minutes to rant on whatever you want to talk about. Hmm. All right. I say, I don't have too much. Um, you know what? I, I got a little bit. Can we please stop saying Tom Brady is the greatest athlete ever of all time? <laughs> Next person I hear say that, I'm slapping the shit out of you. All right? I'm, I'm saying he's the GOAT in the NFL. I don't I don't ever say athlete. He, he's saying he definitely he's not athlete. Yeah, not athlete. People saying people athlete because that's false. Is, people are saying he's one of the greatest athletes ever in oh, sports because no. he won seven Super Bowls. No. For one, he's a quarterback. You might be able to say – He's the greatest quarterback, maybe, but you don't stop confusing success with actual greatness. All right, people. Yes, he won seven Super Bowls. Okay, fine, but he is not the greatest athlete ever. Remember, he was he couldn't beat out a baseball player at that split time playing baseball and football in college, and he wasn't drafted in the first three rounds in the professionals. All right. Don't, so don't forget, it was the, actually the first. He wasn't even drafted in the first five rounds. <laughs> exactly. So, no, Tom Brady is not the greatest athlete ever, all right? Michael Jordan's still alive. Serena Williams, Serena Williams is still alive. There's a couple UFC dudes running around here. And uh, let's see, who else is still alive? Well, we had, uh, we had Muhammad Ali, all right? Stop forgetting about actual people that fight with their hands and people that actually, you know, play sports or team sports, not team sports but play sports by themselves, all right? Tom Brady ain't out there playing defense. Did, did LeBron die? No, LeBron's still alive, too. Oh, okay, just making sure. 
Man, he be all right. He's a little passive aggressive ass. He's gonna be whining about that in a minute soon. And another thing, LeBron shop sit down somewhere. You don't have to be involved in every goddamn thing. This why this last like week you. you loved him, man. I didn't say I loved him. I said I was You were just saying you were home. going back home. Would you fucking leave uh, yeah, home again because, already? Did you rent out an Airbnb? Huh? Did you go to the East Coast? Did you fucking leave LA already? <laughs> I said I was rocking with him. I didn't say I loved him. I said I could rock with him because he cut some idiot out on the sideline. Oh. But this whole gotta be on Twitter. I gotta be involved in everything. Man, go sit down, man. That's why you don't have no friends. Well, uh, and I'll, I'll jump in from there. I'll give myself a minute and a half because, uh, man, stop hating on LeBron. But uh, I'll let uh, – that I'll, dude that want to be everybody's friend, trying to be man, cool you're taking I'm involved up, in everything. You're taking up my time in this moment in time, brought to you, you by Wes Anderson. Jumps in every damn Motherfucker, you're still ago. taking my time. <laughs> I got a minute left now. You know what? Fuck Cody Bryant. That's what I'm going to rant about for a minute. Cody Bryant, the most overrated podcaster – in podcasting history, talk about you want to do that. Fuck you, Cody Bryant. No, I love him. He's a good guy. He brings a lot of knowledge to this podcast, unlike a parrot who doesn't show up to the show. Uh, yeah, fuck you, parrot. But no, it, Daytona 500 again. I'm going to go back to that. Uh, Kyle Larson has the most proof here after his comments last year uh, for his, his saying something he should never have said as a fucking Japanese American should know better as a minority. And uh, just keep your mouth shut, keep your head high, uh, get some sponsors that are not Hendrick related because his two two of his four primary sponsors are Hendrick related, Nations Guard and HendrickCars.com. So you got a lot to prove. Continue to do your thing. Keep your fucking head down, your mouth shut, and uh, and just win some fucking races, man. And I hope the same for Bubba Wallace. It's big for NASCAR if Bubba can win. So I'm hoping he can with Jordan. Jordan can't even win in the sport that he knows. Um, yeah, I mean, it's another, another disappointing, depressing time this year. Uh, football's over until August, late August, when we get college back again, we don't even get good NFL offseason stuff here, at least for another month, which is disappointing. No combine, nothing along those lines, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things of, I love NFL off seasons and all this stuff, but for the love of God. Can we stop with the rumor mill bullshit that we have to go through every single year? I mean, now it's Russell Wilson. He gets hit too much at Seattle, so he wants to leave. The team that gave him the chance and made him who he is, and he's bitching about getting hit too much. I mean, come on, man. Russell, you're good, man. You're a winner. But the Legion of Boom won you the Super Bowl. You know that. Everybody knows that. And, well – you know, it could have been two if your coach just ran it on the one yard line <laughs> with fucking with, March on Lynch with at the with at the time the best running back in the NFL, by the way. Um, you know, some some dude who's, you know, six two, two sixty of just pure raw beast mode. But it is what it is. But now it's all back to Russell Wilson going to go to Dallas and play there now. He's, they become the favorites to get it. Every single year, it's got to be this. It's almost as bad as Kobe Bryant, Cody Bryant saying Matt Stafford's going to play for Dallas, which we saw that worked out real well. Um, so, yeah, this NFL offseason stuff, man, I don't want to hear the rumors. Let's just, let's just get to the facts. Let's see what it is. Let's get Deshaun Watson out of Houston. Let's pay Dak his money. Let's let uh, all be happy, have a great draft, and get uh get to this next season nice and healthy. 
get get into football. But for everyone who's not a football fan, go out and enjoy something else. Watch something different. Australian Open tennis is on. Stay up a little bit later. Watch that. Watch some NASCAR. Watch a little bit more NBA. Don't watch baseball because it's going to be boring and shit. But anything else, go ahead and watch, man, and uh, you know, enjoy the off season of the football, and, and let's get ready for August again. Um, I, because I, I, I shorted myself thirty seconds, I just wanted to bring a comment up because I forgot about this, and I think it plays into when we talk about diversity and sports and everything else. Something I never knew, and maybe you guys did, maybe Cody did, I did not. Um, did you guys know that Jackie Robinson had an older brother named Matthew Robinson who won a silver medal in the men's two hundred meter at the nineteen thirty six Summer Olympics in Berlin? finishing just 0.4 seconds behind Jesse Owens. I had no idea. No, I didn't know that either. That's cool. Go, did you know that? Nope. That's fucking cool. That's cool history. I love it. And speaking of history, we got to go back on this day, February 11th, 1990, 31 years ago. Huge upset. Buster Douglas beats Mike Tyson in the 10th round of their boxing match to win the heavyweight boxing title. Uh, we're talking about Buster Douglas today, Buster Douglas. And I know we're giving ourselves six minutes, but probably ain't going to need six minutes to talk about him. Uh, just real quick. He is 60 years old. I thought he was like a hundred by this point. Um, 60 years old. He was born in Columbus. Uh, got a birthday. It'll be 61 this year. Fought 46 fights, 38 and six. I've, I know it's a huge upset, but 38 and six sounds like a pretty damn good record in boxing. Am I wrong here? Not at all. I mean, Buster Douglas did not have a bad boxing career. So, yeah, while everyone was all on the, you know, the Tyson train, you know, everybody doesn't realize what he did. And, oh, by the way, you know, he did lose his next fight, but it was to a a Vander. (laughs) I mean, why? Yeah, yeah, he he lost to another great champion in the sport of boxing. So you can't hate on Buster Douglas and what he did. But unfortunately, the poor guy is going to be known as the one hit, quote unquote, one hit wonder who knocked out Mike Tyson. Um, but I mean, he put together a hell of a career. Yeah. Like, when you look back at this, man, he did have a great career. Unbelievable. And, Cody, and Cody's 100 years old. What the hell is Swain Hall? I have no idea who that is. He, he beat Jesse Clark. At Swain Hall in Toledo in 1981. Swain I Hall in Toledo? I have no like, idea. would have been like 21 by then. So That might be something <laughs> that's probably used to sit up, and they probably torn it down. it got to be. At this point. In 1981, eh? 1981, Swain Hall in Toledo. I met I, Swain Field. Oh, you know what it might be? It might be the old um, where the Mudhands played. No, the, the rec the center. Rec, the Ned? I bet you the Ned, I bet you because it says Swainfield Shopping Center was a minor league baseball park in Toledo. It was home of the Mud Hens in 1909 until 1955. So actually, no, it wasn't. Oh, no, that wasn't the Ned. No, that's even before. Yeah. Where was this at? And we're learning a little bit about Toledo history. Yeah, no, that's what I kind of want to know. Yeah, I, I, I see Swain Field, but. Yeah, where's Swain Hall? I'm going to have to ask. It's got to be. Can we phone a friend? It's got to be the same thing. Major league exhibitions were played there, amateur games. Swain also said football games, golf exhibitions, shows, non-baseball entertainment. Hmm. No, that would be non-baseball entertainment. Where was it, though? I want to know where it is. That's interesting. 
saw that in his in his. Uh, oh yeah, Buster Douglas is like the like the, the Carl Malone or, or or John Stockton of boxing, man. I mean, well, he, he did had his run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, when he had his run, though, I mean, this was the rise of Tyson, the rise of Holyfield. Riddick Bowe was starting to come around. You know, he was starting his ascension. You know, Lennox Lewis was still a young dude. I hear trying to make a name for himself. I mean, the early 90s, the, the early 90s, heavyweight boxing was stacked. I mean, boxing itself was stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, I mean, to say that, you know, Buster Douglas was a, a one-hit wonder is is insane. And, and, and for somebody to say that, if anybody says that around me, I'm slapping the shit out of you. <laughs> It looks like, by the way, that this uh, Swain Field is a shopping center now, off of in between Monroe and Monroe Detroit. And Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't know by by the Sherman Williams. Yeah, they said after they tore it down, they built at that was at the time was the biggest Kroger in the country on that plot on that uh, spot. Isn't that interesting? That is nuts. So it's just by the uh, it's by the Department of Job and Family Services over there. Yeah. Learn something new every day. But I still don't know what Swain Hall. There must have been something there. It, it had to have been there. It had to have been a hall. It's kind of like similar to the rec yeah. center, you know, Ned Skelton yeah. Stadium. You know, they got the rec center right there. Yep. Had to be something like that too. But yeah, Buster Douglas, you know, to kind of wrap him up, I know we were doing a quick once over. Um He's the only one to, I don't know if you knew this. He's one of the few non-students to be honored by Ohio State with the opportunity to dot the I. Really? Crypt Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Pretty interesting. Uh, huh. I'm I'm intrigued by all of this. After so Douglas versus Holyfield was a reported $24.6 million payday for Douglas. Now I want you to go back to that. Twenty-four point six million in nineteen ninety. How fucking nuts is that? But then, uh, someone paid me that money. I'd get knocked out by a Vander Holyfield too. Man, three yeah, rounds, and then, uh, and then he gained weight, got up to four hundred pounds, and it was only after he nearly died that he decided to attempt to return to the sport. When training, did a comeback, successful at first, won six straight, and then uh, had a disqualification win over Louis Mono. Monaco landed a right hand just after the bell ending that round one that knocked Douglas to the canvas and he was unable to continue after a five minute rest period. Oh man. He was supposed to fight Roy Jones jr. In the late nineties never happened. So like we said, 38 probably good that that didn't. Yeah. He would have been, he would have probably been killed. And he was in uh, WWF too. Oh yeah. yeah so guess referee man, between nice Hogan spot. and Macho. Yep, because Tyson was supposed to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to think, like, Buster Douglas won that title, you know, about three weeks after his mom passed away. Like, he didn't <laughs> even want to fight the Tyson fight. That's crazy. And I don't know if Jeremy – I was going to tell you guys, I don't know if Jeremy's on for trivia. So he might not have trivia on this show. You're not awake? Oh, man. Who knows? But that's okay. We don't have trivia this week. That's fine. We we always have uh, – we can always have fun trivia questions for random shit. Uh, we might be in a state of 
I yeah. say he might be in a state of depression still since Steph didn't take the last shot against the Spurs. The oh, dude, night. what the hell was that? <laughs> Draymond taking it for <laughs> nine <laughs> seconds left. Yeah, that was the worst thing I've ever I was seen. Gonna get fouled. Yeah, like talking about, I thought I was getting fouled. Man, ain't nobody fouling your ass. Not at half court. Especially not behind the three point line, right? Oh, God. That's, that's just the state of the NBA, though. Just, I'm going to try to draw a foul. I'm going to try to draw a foul. It's like, oh, my goodness. So it happens, man. So um, it does not look like we will have anything this week from Jeremy, which is okay. Uh, anything, any final thoughts you guys got? No. Like I said, just everyone needs to enjoy the other sports that are out there besides football. Football will be here before you know it. Um, but enjoy getting through the summer and all the sports that aren't baseball. Shout out to Kevin Garnett for actually uh, telling the truth and not being a crotchety old man um, <laughs> about, you know, a lot of these uh, illusions uh, with uh, these old players with uh, delusions of grandeur thinking they could play in today's NBA. No, you cannot play in today's NBA. Yeah, he shout said out to that, him. Uh, yeah, said a lot of the young dudes right now, a lot of the old guys, there's no – they couldn't do it. He said if they trained and came up that same way, then maybe they have a chance. But he said the game is a lot faster right now and it's different. And that's coming from Kevin Garnett, the honestly the one that started all of this. He was the, one of the first seven-footers to play facing the basket and shooting jump shots. Mm-hmm. You know, before Kevin Garnett, nobody was doing that. So from the very one of the very first athletic big men, that, that should let you people know something. And he's got enough to tie it all together because he played with all those guys from that last era. Mm-hmm. So there you go, kiddies. Do some homework. Look up some Kevin Garnett, Minnesota Timberwolves footage. Anything is possible. And watch how he abused Tim Duncan for years in Minnesota. He just didn't have enough guard. He didn't have enough around him to beat the Spurs. All right, man. He won one. He got one. We yeah, whatever. It. He we didn't f- win where he was supposed to. Yeah, it's re- yeah, he did. He won it where he was supposed to. Won one for the Celtics. Uh, but hey, let's uh, let's wrap this shit up. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook with Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to all our clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry, Sparty Steve, we did not get you on the show. Congratulations to Alex Bowman on the poll award uh, tonight, Bush Poll Award. He's on the poll, and his teammate Wayne Byron will start second. Watch the duels tonight to finish out to find out where everybody else starts in a 500 and boogity 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 let's go racing boys as always good morning good afternoon good evening good night um i'm gonna go with chase and larson to win the duels so top four will be hendrick (laughs) usain bolt wayne gretzky simone biles they still alive too go sit down tom eat an avocado (laughs) 